Welcome everyone to the OREX Operational Risk Podcast. Um, today we're going to be discussing risk taxonomies. This follows our recent publication of a new cause and impact taxonomy, which extends work that we did in uh, 2019 on a risk taxonomy. This is free to download on our website, so please go and take a look. And I'm delighted to have Steve from OREX and Tom from Oliver Wyman, who have both been heavily involved. Uh, yeah, so my name's uh, Steve Bishop and I'm uh, Head of Risk Information and Insurance at ORX and, and from an ORX perspective, le- led the work on the, the reference taxonomy this year and last year. And I'm Tom Ivel. I'm a partner in Oliver Wyman's Risk Practice where I lead uh, our non-financial risk work across Indiana. Thanks, Steve and Tom. So before we dig into the detail, really, I guess the first question is, is why would you go about developing a new reference taxonomy? What's the motivation for doing that? Why do people need it? What was the, the thing that made you decide uh, that this was a worthwhile exercise? Steve? So I think to provide some some context, an, an operational risk taxonomy is a really core component of of any organization's operational risk framework. It it ultimately sets out the language that that organization uses to to describe risk, often to report risk. It's the way in which they also categorize all of the data that they use to support risk management. At an industry level, we've only had really one industry-wide standard that was set by Basel uh, and is called the Basel Event Types. That dates back to around about 2002 that was first developed and and, and published. I think probably everyone would agree that across financial services and operational risk management, we've seen quite significant development since since 2002. I always liken it to uh, comparing the type of mobile phone we were probably all using back in 2002. I suspect most people have been using a Nokia rather than sort of today's iPhone 12. We've seen in financial services the emergence of, of new practices, digitalization, and along with those practices and developments in the business, the emergence or rising prominence of new risks such as conduct, uh, cyber, and third party that were really not significant factors in the development of those Basel event types. I think in the background as well, Whereas those bars and event types have, have served a, a good purpose in, in providing a regulatory common standard, they probably don't necessarily suit how a business would want to talk about its its risks and provide them that, that language that means something at board level and, and, and management level. Given that context, we think it is a pretty important piece to begin to develop a new reference taxonomy for, for the industry. We think this is uh, sort of strategically important to really enable us to try and drive forward discussion uh, on agreement of a language that's more fitting with today's environment that I've just described. Um, Something that can help form the basis of discussion between organisations and I think really also support information sharing for the years to come. I think it's important that we we, we look at how we we move forward from Basel to do that in, in a new era. This project that we've run really in 2019 and 2020 has resulted in the OREX extended reference taxonomy. This taxonomy follows um, what we often describe as the the bow tie model for operational risk taxonomies. Um, This break enables risks to be broken down by by cause or the causes, the event itself, and then the impacts that, that, that might be suffered as a result of that event. So 
For example, you might suffer some form of malice against your organization, uh, which would be the cause that results in, in an external fraud that could result in both internal costs as well as potentially sort of legal and, and customer impacts as well. So as Luke mentioned at the beginning, in 2019, we published uh, the event reference taxonomy, uh, and we're just publishing the cause and impact taxonomy. These are based on member data. And really what we hope they do is provide a, a coherent view of, of the practices that are being employed out there in the industry today and play that back to, to, to the industry once all that data was pulled together. Alongside those reference event and cause and impact taxonomies, we've provided definitions and, and guidance and, and examples to support the understanding of that reference taxonomy and, and how it can be used. I think it's important to note at the moment that this work is, is very much a reference, but we do hope to see convergence uh, over the next couple of years and really would like to push towards a, a new industry standard. So the approach we took for the reference taxonomy was really to put member data in the driving seat for this. We received 60 member taxonomies that were kindly provided from institutions across the globe. We very much used that data as the starting point for our analysis. We defined up front a number of principles. We, we did think, you know, eliminate items which didn't look like they were either causes, events or impact, but for example, control descriptions. And then we started to organize the data around uh, a majority member view as a starting point before then identifying commonly used options for, for how to chop up the risk universe. In fraud, for example, we found that it was equally likely that institutions had used the, the channel through the, which the fraud is perpetrated, as well as the product. So in many instances, we, we were able to identify in the data common choices, uh, which we then put up for discussion. Um, and again, those decisions ultimately were made against a number of principles, one of which, just to illustrate this, was the longevity of the taxonomy. And therefore, what you might find is that if you have a choice between product and channel, there, there will be views around you know, how long each of those might last, uh, given the, the rapid evolution of technology these days. So that's very much the process we went through. It was you know, data driving this, identifying both majority views as well as trends, and then really bubbling up um, the design choices to, to quite explicitly debate them and come up with a solution that is hopefully going to be stable and robust. Steve, going through that process, were there any interesting observations you had? Yeah, no, for, particularly in terms of the, the reference event taxonomy, I think there were a number of, of observations. I think Overall, it was very clear that when we went through that member data, there were there was still a, a sort of connection to the original bars and event type. So, so it's not that organisations have essentially scrapped that taxonomy, but I think they've built on it over time. Parts of it were very similar, um, but but languages evolved to reflect the the more modern workplace. Secondly, we we absolutely saw a, a greater focus on on think what we would describe as as misconduct in the member data. So. That's really sort of breaking out that clients, products and business practices category, which I think has probably always been a rather large uh, bucket of events uh, and breaking that out into sort of conduct categories, compliance, legal, uh, etc. Uh, and then I think the third overall observation was that we really saw 
an elevation in some of those material concerns that I mentioned at the beginning. So, so the likes of the cyber, third party, so on and so forth, were, were really quite obviously seen across the member data that we collected. I think at a sort of more granular level, we saw an absolute increase in the number of sort of level ones that that people now have versus Basel. So that's the level that sort of sits underneath operational risk. So it's a Basel has seven. Um, I think we saw an average of around about 14 for each member in, in the data. There's also the use of sort of really different dimensions to describe risks. So a good example of this is where you take fraud, where maybe people then break that out to look at uh, underlying levels that are based on uh, product, channel, or, or in fact, a mix of those different dimensions. And that was something that we had to factor in when when working on the, the event taxonomy. I think the last sort of observation on the data was that I think over time, we try to stick to this bow tie of the cause event and impact but we've seen certain events sort of creep in um, around things like sort of third party control failure, business continuity, things around sort of sanctions where where over time we're now seeing organizations can be, for example, fined by the regulator for for not having adequate control environments. And, and, and as a result, I think th- those types of uh, events have started to to be factored into the event taxonomy as well. I think overall, it's probably not a surprise that that we saw the, these patterns. I think, firstly, Basel was the sort of original regulatory standard that everyone needed to follow. So it, it's not a surprise that there's an evolution from that. But I think in terms of those more more sort of granular observations, particularly the sort of divergence in data we noted, it's not a surprise given that organisations have been left to sort of develop those taxonomies organically. As a result, they've gained idiosyncratic features that have sort of been influenced by things like their organization's approach to risk management, where they're located, the regulator, um, the environment they're existing in, the different type of business, as well as a different way that people are thinking about things like cyber, where some people think of it as a cause or a theme, and therefore it's reflected in those taxonomies in, 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 different, in different ways. Yeah, I think that was probably the main things we noted in the event taxonomy. What were the kind of key observations you had in that kind of second phase of work where we looked at the cause and the impact? Yes, so so 2020 saw us extend the original reference taxonomy to include both causes and impacts. And what was, I think, a very interesting observation that a lot of institutions had already moved beyond the original Basel scope, which very much took operational risk as you know, being anything that comes with a 12-month accounting impact, if you like. So you could see across the member taxonomies of non-financial impact categories. You could also see some additional causes being identified beyond what would be in the original Basel definition. And I think this speaks to some of the themes that have arisen in the industry, um, you know, since the, the original Basel paper was, was published. Conduct being one of them, uh, more recently resilience, you know, quite a few institutions track quite systematically any litigation action they see. And so there are a range of non-financial impacts now systemically captured beyond just the accounting loss that might come with an operational incident. And, and that was very clear um, and something that we've tried to reflect in, in the extended taxonomy this year. A second question for you, if I may. Um, at, at some stage, we may wish for this to become an industry standard so that institutions are all speaking the same language. 
But today, how, how would uh, someone who wanted to adopt this start using the taxonomy, at least in some way? How would they best go about doing this? So, so I, you know, I obviously um, got into this work having designed a number of individual institutions taxonomies previously. And, and what I've taken away from that is that typically what you find is that there's sort of 80% science in terms of getting the the taxonomy correct and fitting the institution. And there's a remaining, you know, 10 or 20% of um, politics sounds derogatory, but ultimately you're trying to take an existing organization and existing people with existing skills and, you know, fit them to work with a taxonomy. And so you always end up moving a few things around to, you know, fit with senior leaders' um, portfolios, their experience, um, the way things are done in that institution. So I would say if I wanted to to implement the reference taxonomy today, I would, number one, look at the institution's footprint and the risk profile to see whether, you know, the balance between risk categories, the, the level of granularity in the different areas is is fitting that institution. And secondly, I would then look at the organizational implications um, and engage with those responsible for risk oversight to see how, you know, that might be best structured from an organizational perspective. So I think the reference is a very, very good basis. And I would absolutely expect that some institutions, uh, especially those that have, you know, a broad business footprint, might well be able to just um, lift and drop this in. But I think it's an important step to always consider the governance and organizational implications of, of the way you can supply risk as well. Just changing direction a, a little bit, moving back to Steve. As we all know, 2020 has been a, an extremely disrupted year. We've, we've had a global pandemic, which which has affected the way that, that nearly everyone in the world does their job. Will that have an impact on, on this work? Will the taxonomies now look wrong or, or how are they going to stand up to the kind of changing way that people work? It's a good question. And, and obviously, when we were working on the, the cause and impact taxonomy, we were right in the middle of the, the pandemic. So I think it's been sort of front of mind when we've been, been looking at, at this work. So no, I don't think it dramatically changes the shape or direction of, of this work. I think, in fact, actually, it works quite nicely with the sort of cause, event and impact model that we've described. And when you take something like a, a pandemic, it's it can cause a number of, of issues for an organisation, which we've seen, obviously, across this year. And, and, and it fits quite nicely with one of the causes that we have around environment, which can incorporate things like sort of natural disasters and pandemics, etc., and then you can look at what type of events you suffered as a result of that that pandemic. So that could include things like failed transactions. Um, and then you can capture the costs of those, for example, internal costs and, and third parties. So I, I think it fits it fits the model. Um, we did talk about that extensively with our, our sort of member advisory group that have helped us to shape this. And I think we were all comfortable that it could be reflected in the work that, that we did. It's probably also worth mentioning another sort of trend and, and pattern that we saw when we did the cause and impact work this year. And that, that's another option that people have for things like um, the pandemic. And that's really the, the use of flags that we've seen. People are starting to use sort of additional uh, identifiers, if you like, as part of their sort of way they capture their operational risk data. And really the reason they do that is because when we have things like a pandemic this year, 
they may not want to fundamentally change the sort of nature and structure of their their taxonomy, but they may also want to see data grouped around an additional theme. So we've also seen uh, flags introduced to capture, for example, the losses that have been associated with with the pandemic. And actually, we, we're doing that at ORX for the way that we are enabling the industry to share the, the losses that they've suffered from the pandemic. And, and we're capturing those against a, a, a flag for the pandemic. We also saw people using flags for other things as well, um, particular regulations, so maybe risks or losses associated with GDPR, as well as maybe things related to specific customer complaints. Also sort of wider themes around things like cyber and conduct, we've seen flags used as well. So I I guess in summary, we think that that the taxonomy works for the pandemic, but there are other options that we see people use to sort of create additional ways of grouping and capturing uh, data. I understand that you've road tested the taxonomy in the ORX News Service, which is a service that collates publicly reported operational risk loss events. That's, I guess, a real test of how good the taxonomy is. What was this shown and what, what are the benefits that you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. So I think over about the first three or four months of this year, the, the ORX News team recategorized their sort of, uh, I think, 8,000 plus public events that we have uh, in that service and, and used the new the new taxonomy for that. I think as part of doing that, there was a couple of real key observations supporting what we've already said. The team definitely felt that there was now better classification of those losses in the client's products business practices. So those particularly in the sort of conduct space, this gave far better granularity of that data. I think the other interesting observation, and I think something that supports the event taxonomy is they they actually used all of the, the, the categories when, when categorizing the stories. So we have uh, sort of 16 level ones and I think around about 61 level twos in, in the reference taxonomy. They used each one of those and were able to then provide uh, example stories that support that categorization. So I think, I think that was positive. I think feedback from the team is that there's some, some learnings and some additional guidance that can be developed around certain areas of the taxonomy but overall positive feedback. And I think speaking to some of our ORX News subscribers, they have very much depreciated we're going to have uh, more granular access to the data beyond the bars and event types. So they're able to search now on the sort of cyber or third-party category, set up reports and alerts, et cetera. It, it's been supportive of the taxonomy, but it's actually been very beneficial to the subscribers in the way that they can access and use the data and think about it m- much more in the terms they're used to describing risk at their organisation. Just changing direction a little bit and kind of stepping back, this is work that Eric has done to support the industry. Moving back to you, Tom, are there any kind of wider trends, observations you see from that position of working with a variety of clients Absolutely. So the the majority of institutions that, that I come across in, in my work are revising their taxonomies or have, have recently done so or are planning to. Um, so there is actually a lot of movement. And, and of course, in doing so, they use the, the RF reference taxonomy as an input. I think it's important to uh, understand the, the implications of changing a taxonomy for large financial organizations. A taxonomy is not just a way of organizing data, but often what you find is that uh, you know risk governance is structured using the taxonomy. Um, policies are structured using um, you know the, the top level of the taxonomy. Board risk appetite statements align to the taxonomy, etc. 
And so that is actually quite an undertaking if you're going to change the way you, do, you carve up the risk landscape, you know, not just the, the different dimensions of what you're having to adjust, but also the timing of that. So I'm, I'm currently working with a, uh, a European bank looking to implement a new taxonomy, and we're just working through all the things that need to happen until they can run their first risk assessment cycle on, on that new taxonomy. You're then asking questions such as, you know, is the, is the data going to be prepared in, in the new format? Will there be agreed risk appetite statements that um, staff can, can reference as they conduct the risk assessment? You know, what about the, the management information more generally that's, that's used to inform um, risk assessments? So, so actually getting that cycle right and the sequencing is, is non-trivial, and that's before we even get to how you might remap your historical data collection to a, to a revised taxonomy. Um, so there's quite a lot of activity um, that, that I'm certainly seeing at the moment. Thanks, Tom. I think I'll probably just do a, a quick summary of what we've heard. So we heard at the start how we now have an event cause and impact taxonomy, and they, they've been developed in coordination to give you that complete picture using the Bowtie model. In all cases, that was very much data-driven with uh, input from an advisory group, so it's kind of true to the data. Several interesting observations came out of that. More granularity in the areas that was needed, the elevation of certain risks as well, and also that broadening scope of, of the impact. Uh, we heard a bit about how you might go uh, about adopting or using this, this material. It's a great starting point. You may have to adapt it to your institutional needs, but it's a really good reference. I'm fairly confident that um, it will be robust uh, given the pandemic. The use of flags particularly allows that flexibility. And we heard also how um, we road tested it on the RX News Service um, and it worked um, pretty well. We also finally at the end heard that there is a lot of movement in the industry. People are uh, wanting to, to make changes, get more granular, update taxonomies, but it is a big undertaking. So I think that's where the, the reference comes in and adds a huge amount of value. It gives you that kind of robust starting point so that you can uh, end up with a, with a good implementation in the end. I'll just thank Steve and Tom for joining us. It was a great discussion. Steve, any, any final remarks from you? No, I, I, I think that's all good. I think it's a good summary, but thank you for having me. Tom? Not for me. Thank you, Luke, for having me. No worries. Uh, just to remind people, uh, you can download all of that information we just spoke about on our website, orex.org. We do have much more in-depth guidance that is also available. And that's really aimed at people who, who may um, be kind of serious about implementing the taxonomy. That is all free to our members. If you're a non-member, but you are interested in that, please get in contact. Visit our, our website, rx.org, um, to find more.